All right, 1 Corinthians chapter 14. We're continuing right on along. We're getting ever so close to the end of 1 Corinthians. We're getting close. We've got a little ways to go, though. 1 Corinthians 14. Verses 13 through 19 this morning. We've been, we've been kind of talking about this theme and, and, and dealing with, Paul has been dealing with, the, the issue of tongues and the issue of spiritual gifts and how to use those gifts properly to build the kingdom of God and to build up the church to help each other grow in Christ. Uh, we won't, I won't give you a lengthy introduction. We've, we've covered that over the last few weeks. Again, I'll remind you guys, those sermons can be found online if you want to go back and, 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 and kind of hear some more in-depth study about that gift of tongues and, and some of these other gifts and things that Paul have been, has been talking about. Last week, we looked at the first 12 verses here in chapter 14, and there was a common theme, or, or at least in, in my interpretation, that I believe Paul was trying to get out. We see that at the end of verse 5 and at the end of verse 12, where Paul talks about the idea there of building up the church. Yes, he was talking about tongues, and he was talking about gifts and, and all of those things, but ultimately, the point that he was trying to get across is when we do something for the Lord, when we use a gift for the Lord, when we come together as a body, we come together with the intent, or should have the intent, that we are trying to build one another up in Christ, to help each other grow in Christ, so that we can mature in Christ, so that we can uh, grow in Christ ourselves and go into the world and be uh, faithful uh, disciples of Jesus. And we can uh, learn from Jesus. And so our, our goal and our intent when we come to church is to praise God, uh, but also to be built up, to grow in the Lord, so that we can carry out God's work. And Paul was talking about that, if I could sum it up in, in just a few words, that, that Paul was talking about building up the church uh, last week in the verses we looked at. Now, in these verses today, it's kind of along those same lines. This whole chapter, he's really talking along those same lines, and he's really dealing with the gift of, of tongues and breaking down the importance there. Now, uh, I'll speak maybe a little out of the context of what Paul is talking about here today. I understand in the context of what he's talking about, uh, but I do believe that we've covered that in pretty good detail. But I think that there's something else that we can maybe notice here today, a very simple message that Paul Paul is trying to get across. So not that we get too sidetracked with the gifts or with the gift of tongues, but maybe try to spot what Paul is trying to get across to us today in these verses. 1 Corinthians 14, verses 13 through 19. Therefore, the person who speaks in another language should pray that he can interpret for if I pray in another language, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What then? I will pray with the Spirit, and I will also pray with my understanding. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will also sing with my understanding. Otherwise, if you praise with the Spirit, how will the uninformed person say, Amen, at the giving of your thanks, since he does not know what you are saying? For you may very well be giving thanks, but the other person is not being built up. I thank God that I speak in other languages more than all of you. 
Yet in the church, I would rather speak five words with my understanding in order to teach others also than 10,000 words in another language. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you this morning and I pray, God, that, that there is understanding here today as we look at your word, as we talk about what your word says. God, not just today, but, but anytime, God, that, that we hear your word taught to us, that we hear people preach to us, God, that we uh, preach or teach ourselves, dear Lord, that, that your word is understandable. God, help us not to get sidetracked. Help me not to get sidetracked today. Help me not to ramble on with many words or, or words that are hard to understand or, 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 or stammer around in my speech, dear Lord, and not make sense. God, help me not to do that today. God, help the Holy Spirit to be with each one of us as we try to preach and teach your word, whether it's behind the pulpit or in the supermarket, dear Lord. If we're trying to teach Jesus Christ and teach the gospel, dear Lord, help us to be able to get the message out in a way that's understandable. God, help us to realize that that is what's most important, dear Lord. We have a message to bring, and we want to make sure that that message is brought clearly. So God, I pray that you would help each one of us to understand your word today. Help our hearts and our minds to be open, dear Lord. Let the Holy Spirit fill in the gaps where I, where I don't make sense, dear Lord. Help the Holy Spirit control my tongue and my mouth that I do make sense. God, help me not to ramble, but help me to preach and teach the truth effectively, dear Lord, in a way that's understandable so that Jesus Christ is glorified, God. God, that's what we are here for, to, to see Jesus Christ, dear Lord, to draw closer to you, God, to, to know about Jesus and what he did for us, dear Lord. That's the gospel we come to worship and, and praise you for today, dear Lord, of what Jesus Christ did for us. So God, help us to be effective in getting that word out. And I ask these things in Jesus' name, amen. Now, Paul is continuing on here speaking about uh, talking in tongues, but the main point and the main uh, thing that he is trying to get across here is he wants to make sure that the gospel that is preached, the words that are taught by those who are preaching and teaching God's word, are words that are understandable to the hearer. Now, in the context here, he's talking of speaking in a different tongue. He's talking of speaking in a language that may not be understood by those who are hearing. And Paul is making the point to the Corinthians here, is whatever you do, make sure you do it in a way that is understandable to the person who is hearing it. Whenever you are preaching or teaching the gospel, you need to try to keep it simple. You need to try to preach and teach in a way that the people will be able to understand and interpret what you say. Now, Paul says you may, if you're speaking in another tongue, if you're speaking in another language, you may indeed be speaking to the Lord. You may indeed be praising the Lord. For example, if I were to all of a sudden begin to speak Haitian Creole to all of you here this morning, I may very well be preaching the same message. I may be preaching Christ and Christ crucified. I may preach the best sermon that's ever been preached in the history of the world. But would you leave getting anything from it? Well, I would venture to say that no one in here knows Haitian Creole. I could be wrong. And so although I may be preaching the best sermon ever, and I may be uh, praising God and, and with all my heart, if you don't understand what I'm saying, then how can you grow in God's Word? If I'm praising God, how can you say amen, as Paul would say? 
So Paul is saying here, he says, look, while I may possess the gift of languages, the gift of tongues, Paul would say, even though I may be able to speak in another language, he says, I don't want to do it if it's not going to be any good for any of you who are hearing me speak. So Paul says what's most important is understanding, is the understanding of the hearer. Now, sometimes God's word may seem complex to us. And sometimes God's word is a little complex. Sometimes we may have trouble making ends meet and understanding everything in God's word. But the Holy Spirit is good to us as we continue to grow in the Lord and seek God's word. The Holy Spirit is good at taking something that may seem like a garbled up mess and helping us to interpret and understand it. Helping our heart to understand what God's word means as we see from the picture on the screen here. Sometimes... Uh, God's word to us when we look at it first glance may seem like a bunch of uh, a bunch of stuff all running together and hard to make sense of. But as we begin to read God's word and pray over God's word and think about God's word and let the Holy Spirit work in our life, God begins to make sense of those things to us. But as Christians, we are going out into a world where people may not know God's word at all where they may see God's word at first glance or hear God's word for the first time, and it may not make any sense to them at all. It may seem like a bunch of nonsense to them. So it's important for us who are going to be taking the word out into the world, who are going to be taking the love of Christ out into the world, that we take what the Holy Spirit has revealed to us, the truth and understanding we have through God's word, and we get that out in a way that's understandable to the other person. So that to them, it's not a bunch of confusing mess, but that we are teaching them the simple gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's Paul's concern. That's Paul's main desire. As Paul goes around and teaches all of these people and preaches to all of the ones that we see throughout the New Testament, his goal, his desire, his, his main concern is that they understand the truth of the gospel. Now, he sometimes has to correct those who he encounters, uh, perhaps because they are living sinfully. Perhaps they have heard the gospel or have misinterpreted it or have twisted it. And we have seen that through this study of 1 Corinthians. Paul is trying to correct uh, uh, things that the Corinthians are doing or have believed that aren't quite right that aren't the way that they should be doing things or aren't the things that they should be believing. He's correcting some practices, maybe some good things that they're doing, but they're going about them and doing them in a bad way. Tongues being a good example. It's a good gift that is from God, but they weren't using it in a way that was, that was bringing glory to God. It was beneficial for uh, the, the rest of the congregation, and even more so, as we will see next week, Lord willing, uh, that, that it is making confusion to the unbeliever or to the uninformed. It may be easy for us who come to church every Sunday to understand certain phrases or certain terms or certain songs that we sing especially if we've been in church our whole life or been in church for an, any period of time, uh, it may be easy for us to understand certain things and words and phrases and songs we sing. But we have to realize that we may be reaching a world who may be uninformed about God's Word, who may be uninformed about some of these words that we say. 
We sometimes, as, as religious church people, we use words sanctification and edification and redemption, and, and we come in and we sing songs about the blood and the blood, and it seems normal to us because we're used to it and we understand the meaning of the blood of Christ and the significance of that. But what about the outsider who comes in and doesn't understand maybe some of the terms or the stories or the phrases that we use? Or the outsider that comes in that doesn't understand why are these crazy people standing around talking about being washed in blood? These are things that maybe sometimes we don't think much about, but to those who are uninformed or don't know, who have never read God's Word or maybe have glanced over it and don't understand it, we want to be able to help the world understand these things. We want to help unbelievers to know God's Word if there's something that they struggle with. Even for us believers, we struggle with God's Word. Or maybe it's just me. Y'all might have all mastered it and figured it out. I still struggle trying to figure it out, and sometimes I need help. And sometimes people can, I'll say, well, here's what I think this means. And somebody say, that's not what it means. It says this. And it's like, oh, it does mean that. I've never thought about that before. And sometimes we need each other as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. So the scripture says sometimes uh, we need each other to grow from each other in God's word. Even as Christians, there are things that we don't understand. And there are definitely things that the unbeliever, that the uninformed world does not understand. And so we have the obligation to bring that message to them in an understandable way. Now Paul is telling that to the people of Corinth here. He says, look, if God has gifted you in tongues or speaking in another language, it's, it's of no use if it's not benefiting the kingdom of God. So Paul says, I would rather sing, I would rather pray in a language and, and that other people are going to recognize, that other people are going to appreciate and understand what is being spoken. As Christians, we should all want to praise the Lord. And as Christians, we should all want the lost world to know the truth and understand it. <coughs> When I was in California, I went to a, a Filipino church. It was an interesting experience. I was the only person there that, that did not speak the language. And so I had to have a headset on that, that they, would, they would interpret for me. But there was a few minutes that went by when the service was going on, and I could hear the preacher up there speaking, and people would laugh, and people would say things and do things, and I'm thinking, what are they doing? You know, I don't know what they're doing. I didn't know if they were praising the Lord. I don't, I don't have a clue what they were doing. Now they were praising the Lord. But then when I finally was able to get that headset, there was an interpreter in the back speaking. And in my ears, I could hear English as the preacher was preaching. And when I was finally able to understand what was being said, it made all the difference. Oh, this is what he's talking about. I get it now. And so as, as Christians, we are, in a sense, to be translators to the world. The world who may be uninformed or, or, or not know God's Word in any way, shape, or form. It's our jobs as Christians to present that message in an understandable way. We translate and, and, and have the things that the Holy Spirit has revealed to us in our life and helped us to grow in. And we impart those things into a world that needs to hear them. And so as we go into the world, the question that we need to ask is, are we presenting things in a way that's understandable to those we encounter? Are we making the gospel too complex for people? After all, the gospel of Jesus Christ is not complex. We are sinners in need of a Savior, and Jesus Christ died so that we could be forgiven. 
But we want to be able to get that message out and explain that message in a way that's understandable. Again, that message may be clear to those who have been in church their whole life. But for the outsider, they may have trouble understanding how the death of Jesus can in any way cover their wrongdoings. Now, we talked about that a few weeks ago on Easter, if you care to hear an explanation of, of why I believe that uh, all that works out and how it works out. You can uh, listen to that online or you can see me after church and I will help to explain uh, that to you as best as I can. But as Christians, we need to be ready to give an explanation for what we are trying to preach and what we are trying to teach to the people we are trying to reach. And so Paul is telling the people here, try to speak in a way that is understandable. Now, we may not have the problem of going out into the world and speaking in another language. That may not be the, the problem that's causing people from understanding. It may just simply be that the language that we're using is, is language that, while it may be the same English that they speak, may be foreign to them if we're speaking in biblical terms. So do we understand when we hear God's word preached and, and, and taught to us. Well, we may not always understand God's word, and it may be because it's a bad preacher or a bad teacher. Sometimes teachers and preachers may not do the best job of preaching and teaching God's word in an understandable way. Sometimes we may get carried away with big words, or we may ramble on with things that may get off topic. Sometimes teachers and preachers uh, just don't do a good job. And sometimes it may be due to lack of preparation. Sometimes it may be that they're just not the best speaker in the world. And so, as we see in Scripture, even in the Old Testament, there were some bad teachers and bad leaders of, uh, of the people of Israel. It may be that we don't understand God's Word uh, when we hear it because it's not being preached to us or taught to us in an understandable way. It may be that we don't understand God's Word because we don't want to understand God's Word. We may say that we want to understand God's Word, but maybe we come into a service and we, we really don't put any effort into it. We really don't try to listen. We hear a preacher or we hear a teacher. And if they catch our attention and if they're eloquent or if they make good jokes, they may grab our attention and we may listen to them. Uh, but what about those of us who may not be the most eloquent speakers, who may not uh, be the funniest? Sometimes we may have a tendency to write those preachers and teachers off because they may not speak quite as good. There may be times that we go and are part of services and we kind of tune the speaker out. Now, even though they may not be the best speaker in the world, that doesn't mean that they're not preaching or teaching God's Word. They may very well be doing so, but sometimes we tend to come in with an attitude or a heart that we may not even care, no matter how good the preacher is. We may not want to listen. We may not want to hear what they have to say. We may write them off. We may tune out instantly. And it may be the reason why you don't get understanding when you go to a Bible study or when you come to a church service, whether here or wherever it may be. The reason that you may not have any understanding is because you're not looking for any understanding. You're not seeking God. You're coming in and you are filled with the worries of the world or you are, 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 are looking for something in a preacher or a teacher that's not necessary for, 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 for them to have and you're uh, wanting them to be something that is not necessary. If they are 
preaching and teaching God's word accurately, then we need to be trying to listen to what those who are preaching and teaching to us are saying. We want to come in trying to seek God's word. We want to try uh, to come in to try to understand what God's word says. And so sometimes we may not understand because we may not be listening. Other times we may not understand because we just don't want to hear. Uh, the people of Jesus' day, they did not want to hear what Jesus had to say. His disciples experienced the same thing. After all, Stephen uh, got stoned. We see that in Acts chapter 7. Stephen preaches a beautiful sermon to them. He preaches something that is very understandable to explain God's word, what we call the Old Testament. Stephen proclaims that sermon to them and preaches it in a simple way and in an understandable way. And they didn't listen to a word that he had to say. They didn't understand the truth of the message that he was trying to proclaim because they didn't want to hear it. Instead, as he was concluding his sermon, it says that they screamed at the top of their lungs and they covered their ears and they rushed him and they stoned him to death. They didn't understand because they didn't want to understand. They didn't want to hear the message. They didn't want to accept the message. Now, there may be times in life that we don't understand God's Word, and it may be because of a bad preacher or a bad teacher, or it may be because we're not seeking God. It may be that we really don't want to understand, or it may be that what we do understand, we don't want to accept, and so we, we do everything we can to get away from the truth that we hear. We do everything that we can to avoid the light like a vampire who will, who will cringe when the, when the light hits him, uh, so we will do as Christians, as the light of Jesus Christ shines into the darkness of our lives, sometimes it makes us cringe, and we don't want that darkness exposed. We don't want our sin exposed. We want to live in that darkness. And so when we hear God's Word taught to us, we, we don't understand it because we don't want to understand it. And so as we go into the world, it should, it should help us to, to be mindful of the fact that we want to be able to preach and teach God's Word in a way that's going to be understandable. But we also know that as we go out into the world, there are going to be some who may not really be seeking God, and they're not going to really pay much attention to it. And there are going to be others in the world who just outright reject God's Word entirely. We know that to be the case. We've seen it uh, from Scripture after Scripture after Scripture in both the New Testament and the Old Testament. We see Paul say at the end of the passage here, he says that he would rather speak five intelligible words that people can understand than 10,000 that people can't understand. And that's important. Sometimes I think, I know especially when I was first starting out preaching, I was, I was thinking... You know, I would stand up and I would prepare and I would have all this stuff and then I would stand up and I'd preach for like seven minutes and then I'd be out of stuff. And then I'd be like, man. And some of y'all are saying, well, I wish you'd preach seven minutes now. But y'all aren't that lucky. Y'all are about ten years too late for seven-minute sermons. Maybe I should preach more seven-minute sermons. I don't know. But, 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 boy, I'd get through and I would say everything I had to say and then I would feel bad because I was thinking, oh, I didn't, I didn't preach long enough. But it's not about how long you preach or teach. It's about the message that you get across in the few minutes that you have to talk to somebody. And it may just be a minute or two minutes. But what are we, are we making the most of the time that we have with people? 
that we may only see one time in our life? Are we presenting the words that we need to present to them that are going to get their attention? Paul says, I would rather speak five words that people can understand than 10,000 that people can't. I thought about this week. What if I could only share five words with somebody? You think about it this week too. You may think of some things that I haven't thought of. What if we only had five words is all we could tell somebody to share with them the gospel of Jesus Christ or to share with them a truth in Scripture that may get their attention, that may help them to turn to God. One of the things I thought about, five words, is Jesus died for your sins. Simple, but true. Jesus died for your sins. God will forgive your sins. Again, a simple truth, just only five words. But how many people in our world need to hear that? How many people in our world just hearing the words that God will forgive your sins might change their life? How many people are struggling thinking they are hopeless because they have sinned too much, because they have sinned too greatly, because somebody might have told them that God doesn't love them or God wasn't forgive them, and we come to them with that truth and love that God will forgive their sins? You think, well, that's just five words. Well, yeah, it is. It might be five words that may change their life. It may be five words that may make all the difference. Jesus can take your burdens. Just five words. Boy, those words mean a lot to me. Probably mean a lot to some of you too. Because we get burdened, right? We get worried. We got stuff going on with the world. Like hard, serious stuff. Like not trivial stuff, like serious stuff. We're having to deal with things. We're having to, to take care of things with our jobs with our families, at school, at church, the world. Things that are just heavy, right? Things that just cause us stress. Things that, that just we feel the weight of that on our shoulders. We can't sleep at night. We can't get our mind off from it. We feel like, how can I go any further? How can I do this? And we get that. Everybody in this room gets that. Because we all live life. And life is full of burdens. What kind of difference would it make for somebody if we told them Jesus can take your burdens? Matthew chapter 12, Jesus says that exact thing to us. To cast all our cares on Him. Give all our burdens to Him. He will take those from us. We live in a world full of people who are burdened down, who see no hope and no help. But Jesus calls us to go into the world and tell them that there is hope and there is help. And it's in Him, the one who wants to take their burdens and their worries and their struggles from them. And that's a message that we can get out in five simple words. Here's another good question. Five words. What if God is real? We live in a world where we see many people and, and may come across many people who don't even believe in the existence of God. Maybe the simple question, what if God is real? Maybe it will cause a spark to go off in their mind. Maybe it will not. But we never know. 
We have to plant those seeds, as Miss Angeline was telling us. Yeah, we may plant those seeds in someone's life, and we may not see that instant change. It may not be that we say five simple words to someone who is lost, that God opens their eyes instantly and they instantly accept Jesus Christ. It may be that way. But maybe we're just planting the seed so that the next man or next woman comes along can water that seed and ultimately God will change that person's heart. But there are probably many five-word questions or five-word statements that we could make. And those are just a few. Maybe the most important five-word question that, that we could ask would be this. Your choice, Jesus, or sin. That's really the choice that we all have to make. We have a choice to make, and that is, are we going to accept what Jesus Christ did for us by dying on a cross so that we could be forgiven? Or are we going to choose to continue to live in our sinfulness? Now, Satan would love for us to continue to live in our sinfulness. He even makes our sinfulness look good and makes it look much better than it actually is. He, of course, disguises himself as an angel of light. We see that in the text. And so many times it may look like what he is presenting to us is the truth when in fact it is a lie. He makes the bad look good and he tries to make the good look bad. And so we live in a world where we are competing with an enemy who is very strong with an enemy who knows how to get into people's minds and, and kind of twist things around and, and, and lead people into the darkness. But Jesus calls us to go into the world to be the light. Jesus calls us to go into the world to share the gospel so that people will know the truth, so that people can make a choice. Each one of you in this room has to make a choice. Will you choose Jesus or will you choose sinfulness? We all have a choice to make. Now Paul's concern here in these verses was to make sure that the people could understand what was being spoken. And we want to do the same things. If we're going to be a light into the world, then we need to be bringing forth a message that is understandable. And it may mean that we may need to be in the Word a little more so that we can better explain God's Word, so that we can better defend God's Word. But on the things that we can't explain, on the things that maybe we don't know the answer to, I don't believe there's any harm in saying, I don't know. I don't believe there's any harm in saying, let me pray about it. I don't believe there's any harm in saying, let me ask somebody else. There may be questions that we are presented with and things that we can't answer as we go out into the world. But we need to be in God's Word. We need to be trying to, to understand what it says and ask the Holy Spirit to lead us to know just the right words to say. It's not about how many words we say or how long we can preach or teach or talk to the people that we encounter. It's about the effectiveness of the words we say. Let us not get caught up with rambling in things that are not understandable. But let us preach and teach the gospel of Jesus Christ in the best, most understandable, easiest way that we can so that the lost and dying world can understand that Jesus loves them. Let's pray.
God, we come to you this morning, and I thank you for these words that we look at, God. We, we see here, and what Paul is saying, that his desire was for your words to be understandable, for your work to be understandable. And dear Lord, we, we want to do that as we go out into the world, God. Whether we're talking about the gift of tongues or speaking in other languages, dear Lord, I believe it's important for us to, to try to bring your, your, your message into the world in a way that people get it. So help us, God, as we grow in you, to be able to, to, to bring your word into the world in a way that people get it. God, I pray that if nothing else, that people realize that Jesus died on a cross for them so that they could be forgiven, dear Lord. That we are all sinners, that we are all in need of forgiveness, and that we are all in need of grace, dear Lord. God, maybe there are times in life that we don't understand. God, if those times in life are because we're not listening, then God, help us to listen. Help us not to come into Bible studies or church services with wrong expectations or distractions of the world, dear Lord. Help us to come in seeking you. God, so that any time, God, that your word is read, that the Holy Spirit can do a work through it, dear Lord. Your word is powerful no matter how bad or good the teacher is. God, if nothing else, just let us see your word and let the Holy Spirit work in that way through those who hear it, through those who read it, God. God, I pray that you help us not to have that attitude. God, help us not to be like those of Jesus' day and those who stoned Stephen, who rushed at him, dear Lord, who screamed at the top of their lungs to avoid the truth, to avoid the message. God, don't let us do that. Don't let us have that heart and that attitude. God, even if we don't want to hear the message, sometimes it's things that we need to hear. So God, help us to be, to be mindful of what your word says and to grow in it, dear Lord. Help us to have understanding as we read. Help us to have understanding, God, as we, as we come, whether it's here or wherever it may be, and hear your word. God, help us to have understanding and to be able to seek you that we can know what your word says to us. And help us to take that understanding out into a world and help the rest of the world understand how great Jesus is, how much Jesus loves them, and how much forgiveness there is for their sins through Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. God, I pray that if there's one in this room today that has never made that decision, God, they are faced with that choice to choose Jesus or to choose sin, God. I pray that if there are any in this room that have never accepted Jesus, that today that they would repent of their sins and that they would run to Jesus Christ. And I just ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.